This is Pod Forsaken. Hey everybody, welcome to Pod Forsaken. Uh, we're a podcast where we discuss lesser known horror films that you might not have seen. I'm Rodney. I'm Missy. And I'm Chris. And today we are discussing Last Shift from 2014. But first we do a segment called Trailer of the Week, where we, where we are going to be talking about the upcoming Haunt. So should we just dive in, everyone? Yeah, Sounds good. Let's so let's talk about Haunt. When I does this come out? Do you know? This comes out on September 13th. Cool, of, okay. Of this year, 2019. I'm excited for this. Yeah, me too. It looks like a Rodney movie. Oh, this that you've nailed it. This is this is a Rodney movie. Rodney like, wants to live this movie <laughs> and has basically. I, yeah, I um so if you haven't watched you should definitely watch the trailer for this. But it's basically like a group of friends. I always want to say a group of teens, but they're probably in their 20s, yeah. right? They go to a strange, you know, like a like it's an like extreme haunted house. An extreme haunted house, right. And by haunted house, I don't mean like like ghosts. I mean, you know, like a Halloween Horror Nights paid attraction. Mm-hmm. And they clearly go to a place where like it's run by killers and they get picked off one by one in cruel ways. That's what I get from the trailer. And Missy's right. Like, I, I love that shit. Like, I... Rodney will be <laughs> pay any amount of money to be like dragged out to the desert, put in a trunk, like... I, I love haunted have houses. Scars for the rest of his life. And and you know like you go to like because we live in L A we get to, we can go to Universal Studios for Halloween Horror Nights which they also have in Orlando and like those those events they spend so much money on them and like those haunted houses are amazing but there's like a billion people there every yeah. night and so like yeah. you can't really get scared because like there's always a you're always going through the haunted house with like a bunch of people so you always see the people jumping out right I know. But then these other people started making these smaller ones around L.A. where, like, they're, like, these small, like, one or two night exclusive events that, like, you go through alone. And I was like, I would, whatever I got to do to feel fear again. Like, <laughs> it's strange. I, I won't go, like, skydiving or, like, rock climbing or shit, like, because you actually could die, right? Yeah. But I want to get as close to that as possible. And so if there's a haunted house where they're, like... I'm going to drag you in the dark and like put a bag over your head and like leave you in the corner and make you think you're going to suffocate. I'm like, how much? What does that cost? <laughs> so, so yeah, when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, I would absolutely be like the guy who goes to this haunted yeah. house. It's like a movie about a g- bunch of me's. I mean, it's such a good idea if you want to kill people. Like is one it? or two. Is ni- it? Yeah. One or two nights. And then you just like, all right, I'm out of here and just fly to some other country. Like, I mean, if you just fly somewhere else, you could kill a bunch of people. Yeah. You don't have to do like a whole, you don't have to go to CVS and buy a bunch of shit. Yeah, I feel like you're <laughs> like, like <laughs> it's murder with extra steps. But like they might be bored of normal murder. So oh, that's this true. Is like, that's true. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, it, it's hard to get people back to like a second location where right. you have all the power. Like now you have them in the second location and they've paid to come for all the props you're using. Mm. And you but now there's a it. paper trail. You can't write any of that off. That's the problem with murder as yeah. a business. Mm. It's not tax deductible. Okay. okay. I, uh, all right, guys, I got the best way to kill people. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend a bunch of money and rent a location. In that location, we're going to decorate with cobwebs and spider webs and, <laughs> and, and skeletons. And then we're going to go online, create a web page, and have a ticketing service or people <laughs> to, to pay us money to come. And then when they come, we'll murder them and then leave town, huh? Okay, it. well, maybe this is people that if they weren't doing this would be murderers. So like, this is prevent, they're getting what they need that like close enough to that feeling so they don't have to actually murder people. It oh. seems like people are actually being murdered. No, no, I mean in real life. People that do this in real life. Oh, it's... Like, these are people that if this didn't exist, they would be murderers. 
Wait, what is the, the people that run these kind of things? Oh. I'm saying like maybe this is the outlet they need, so they don't maybe just for, kill people in their normal life. I mean, maybe I don't. I can't speak about the psychology of the average haunt creator. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the the ones that I have met, they are all actually just very. They're like they're like us. They're like nice people. I mean, I can't. I guess some of us are. You're nice saying people. we're nice? No, we're not nice people. But <laughs> <laughs> we are. We're not, we're not murderers. Let me put it that way. Although I guess I, I might be if I didn't watch so many horror movies. I guess if I were talking to someone who made a, a haunt and I was like, yo, you murder anyone? They're not going to just tell me over coffee. Yeah, so, yeah. but speaking of haunt, let's talk about the, the trailer, right? <laughs> <laughs> the the first thing I thought was, um, hey, this looks kind of very low budget and stupid. Right? Like, mm-hmm. like, forgive me. I'm sorry. Like, it looks stupid in that. Like, I'm still going to watch it because it's that specific subject matter. But then it goes like from the creators of a quiet place. Yeah. And this so this is written and directed by um Scott Beck and Brian Woods. I was surprised mm-hmm. when I saw that. Because I thought it looked low budget as well. Yes. And so it it, it clearly is low budget. Well, like, this is their like first big yep. directing job. So they probably it is probably a lower budget. Yeah. So, but that instantly made it more official in my book. Right? Same. Yeah. Um well, because you know that it's people who are capable of telling a good story. Yes. Assuming everyone liked or enjoyed A Quiet Place. Yeah, you know, you always meet the person who didn't like it, but overall yeah. I feel like... It's always a little too quiet. Yeah, <laughs> what's with all the sign language and the monsters? <laughs> but I didn't like that the raccoon got smushed. There was a raccoon got smushed? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, it's towards the beginning of the movie. They hear, like, That's what their sounds son. like... That's Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I thought there was like some interesting moments visually. Like I liked the, um, so there's, it seems to be like two or three murderers maybe. It felt like if I were to try to assemble the movie based on the the footage, I feel like it's like 600 scenes with 50 killers. Yeah. I can't tell. There's like a devil face dude, a clown face dude. They could just be changing costumes though. That's true. true. It's unclear. There's like a room with a spider, a room with like a spike thing that comes down. Yeah. Um, Which that I always struggle with the spider thing because it's like the bigger a spider is, the less venomous it is. Yeah. And so like most spiders aren't really aggressive. Like you'd have to really provoke a venomous spider to get it to bite somebody. Yeah. But like maybe that I bet you in the movie they like fill out. I'm just guessing like a questionnaire and like spiders right. are her thing. Right. Uh, so it's like a camel spider and somebody's like, oh, it's really big and it's bite will kind of hurt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like your rational fear. Like yeah. if you're if you hate spiders, it's not the fact that people aren't afraid of spiders because they think they're going to bite them and poison them. Right. It's like. I mean, it doesn't help. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. But in terms of like a scene construction, it makes it so it's not like that person's just afraid of something that can't really hurt them. Yeah. I mean. Again, who knows how that scene plays out, yeah, right? Yeah. But there's something about the look of, like, I feel like this movie comes out often. The first time it was like, it felt like, it feels like House of Wax, if you, if you say. I, yeah, I love that right? movie. Yeah. It's like a bunch of, bunch of kids go to some Was there location. a remake of House of Wax? That's what I'm talking about. The, oh, okay. The, the one with um, uh, Alicia Cuthbert no. and Paris Hilton. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that um, version. It's good. It's actually okay. really good for like a theatrically released Hollywood movie. Okay. House of Wax is a good time. But more recently, first there is a a lesser known horror movie that an indie film called The Houses October Built. Have either of you seen no, this? I haven't. No. So The Houses October Built. There's also a sequel which I haven't seen. The House is November Built. <laughs> yeah, it's about Thanksgiving. <laughs> the uh, The Houses October Built is this movie. It's like oh. except it's like found footage. It's a group of friends 
go to a like they're making on a road trip going to various haunted houses around the country and like one of them is run by actual killers and they get killed one by one and then there also was recently that that theatrical movie uh about the kids in like the halloween horror night hell night was that it hellfest Hellfest. yeah Yeah. i did not see hell it was in theaters for like two days yeah i wanted to i was like i'm this that's a rodney movie yeah Yeah. you you go to halloween horror nights and they actually kill you yeah yeah (laughs) and and even i didn't have time to go see it i will watch that movie i I would too yeah so there there does seem to be a lot of this you know evil amusement park kind of vibe in the water right now well which makes sense because it's like it's a growing industry more and more people are exposed to it i think the walking dead did a lot for that like to mainstream it yeah it's like a lot of people go to these like zombie runs and shit Mm. yeah and i do think that like there are more and more people go to like the weird shit i go to the secret (laughs) hidden i mean i have no idea like i'm based on the facebook groups i'm in like there's i'm in like an immersive horror group where people just basically constantly post like yo i'll be in kentucky this weekend are there any immersive horror events yeah, there do you know how popular it is in other states because like la obviously it's very popular we, we are fortunately like the the the, the dead center hot point for yeah. it yeah because well, um, you have all these people who yeah. work in the industry i will say uh, if you're into that kind of thing like if you're always looking for like scary events year-round you should check out the website haunting.net. It's really good. Uh, run by a friend of mine, Taylor Winters, who uh, just has an amazing site. And yeah, like it's not just for scary shit. It's basically for any kind of immersive plays. Like if you like, even if you like uh, Sleep No More in New York, like that kind of thing, you know, you can like go on there and break down the events in LA by category, like the extreme level. Like you can be like, I'm looking for something where like they don't touch you, right? And you can mm-hmm. filter by that and be like, oh, maybe I'll go one of these. It's fantastic. But other than LA, like New York has some... Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like, like in Kentucky, are there? There's, I feel like there's something in every state. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, I believe McCamey Manor is currently in Kentucky. Oh. Um, Until it gets kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> Based on, I keep up with McCamey Manor, you know, like mm-hmm. on the internet, like you do, <laughs> and it appears that like McCamey Manor has been reduced to like basically like you go to the dude's house and it's just him and he like takes you in his backyard and like tases you for six hours. Yeah, he tases you for six hours <laughs> and slaps you until like. You beg to go home, right? Like, like it used to be like an actual thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But apparently, the dude has is just slowly falling apart, and oh. uh, that's why the business model doesn't work. Is that eventually, you know, people stop supplying you with haunted house stuff, uh. and you just become, you know, you you either die a haunted house hero or you live long enough to become a guy with a taser. <laughs> I don't think it helps that his the price for McKamey Manor is like a bag of dog food. So yeah. I don't See, know. He has dogs, right? That's let's hope. <laughs> I I don't know. I I don't know if he has dogs, but I know that he supports the local like Greyhound shelter. Okay. Um. So he's a big Greyhound fan. It'd be weird to think he doesn't have a gray, Greyhound, but some people like eating dog food. Yeah. I mean, for all you know, for all I know, you bring the bag of dog food. And that's the first thing you have to do is you eat the dog food. <laughs> oh, you went to Costco? Rookie yeah. mistake. Like you, you bring those, you bring one of those bags you got to carry on your shoulders thinking you're being nice. <laughs> you can be here a while. Welcome that's, to McKamey Manor. Eat that. That's your experience for the next six hours. I wanted to get taste. Now you got to finish the dog food first. 
Okay, so Haunt. Yeah. No, I, dude, like, I'm really excited for this movie. It, it, it just hits all the sweet spots for a Rodney movie. I think it'll be really fun. It's, yeah. like, I just enjoy, like, a group of people go somewhere and they get murdered by masked people. Like, yeah. that's yeah. that's the Rodney this formula. It seems fun to watch with a group of people, too. Like, when I saw it, I was like, I want to see this with Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I am the most excited person besides the creators for this movie. <laughs> um, but I, I, like, I like the look. I like all the colors. Like, mm-hmm. it looks like, um, I don't know. Looks like a fun time. It doesn't look like it's trying to do anything new and exciting. And I guess there might be some kind of twist as like it's implied. Like, I don't know if it's one of those movies where like who's in the masks. Does that matter? You know, because right. Right. in the trailer, the guy says, like, do you want to see my face or whatever? Mm-hmm. And he starts to take his mask off. And maybe he's just a dude with a, a fucked up, burned face. I don't True. know. Or he's like a normal dude. Yeah. Or maybe he's one of them. <laughs> yeah. And they're looking into their own face and they're mm. like, you've been in a coma this whole oh, time. God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope that's so wrong. <laughs> I, so the last thing I'll say about it is I, I think it looks interesting. I, I'll see it. I'm not super excited, mm-hmm. but I'm not dissuaded from seeing it either. Like, uh, yeah, sure. I'll check it out. I do feel conflicted about Eli Roth producing, though, because part of me is like that could be really cool because he's really I think he adds a lot. But I just worry with some of the shots that they showed, like, is this just going to be like a redux of torture porn? Oh, I really hope not. Because there was like that clip point. where they have one of the women, like the one of the last shots, is yeah, like put like a hook up. in their mouth. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I don't need to see that. Well, you know, this. I hope it has more plot than that. Yeah. What? Where's the line? Right. Like what? What's the difference between like torture porn, quote unquote, versus just like a slasher movie? Because like I think in a slasher movie, you it's fun still like. I, yes. I think you're having, I don't know. There's like a line where it's fun or not fun. Right. It's that, tone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in a slasher movie, like a scream is like, oh, that's horrifying, but that's funny and crazy. Yeah. Or like a Friday the 13th. It's like, oh, that's bananas or oh, that's gross or like a Hellraiser. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whereas torture porn in the Eli Roth, like heyday, it just feels like, like it feels like I'm watching people recreate faces of death. There's also, I guess. It has to do with the amount of time you watch a person, the torture, if you will, the agony before they die. A lot of slasher films are just like person goes around the corner, they get stabbed in the throat and then they drop, you know? Right. But in, yeah, like a, like Hostel or something, it's like 10 minute sequences of people like screaming as glass is like embedded mm. in their face or whatever. Right. <laughs> I want to be very clear. I don't just like enjoy watching people in agony, but I... I do love the Saw movies. I love them, you know? But that's creative. Yeah, right? I guess it's, like it's the creative nature. bear trap on somebody's face. Yeah, I guess it's more that. Uh, if Saw, if, like creative kills. Yeah. If Saw yeah. just became about a dude who just like slowly carves people with a box cutter, I'd watch it. But I'd be like, <laughs> it's, I feel like I'm missing half of the half the point of being here. I know what you mean. Yeah, I have. They obviously can't show you a lot of the kills in the trailer for Haunt. I have no idea. If it, I, I don't I don't get the torture porn vibe from it. But you, you never know. Also, it's from the, like just based on a quiet place. That has a real plot to it. So I was assuming this has a real plot yeah, to it. Yeah, I well. don't get a mean vibe from those writers. But who knows? Who knows yeah, what we're we'll store see. for? But I'm excited. It's I fun that's coming around out around Halloween too. It just feels like such a Halloweeny movie. Yeah. Well, you you think Halloween starts on in September? You're one of those. Yeah, people. that's why I start watching horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> in September for Halloween. Yeah. Wait, you haven't been watching the horror movies lately? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like every day I'm uh, watching them. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Haunt September 13th. Go check it out. And then um, I don't know. I'm, I'm we might even talk about it on here. This seems yeah. like a see. It seems like it straddles the line. We'll see how it does. If it, it's a smash success, we then we won't talk. about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. 
it and go watch it with the unwashed masses. I had I had a friend say like, "Hey, are you guys going to talk about it chapter 2?" And I was like, "No, like I don't think there's any horror fan that needs us to tell them about that movie, right?" Yeah. Like it, in case you don't know, coming out the week before Haunt is it chapter 2. You should probably go see it. <laughs> oh, that actually dovetails into something. If anyone's interested in non-movie horror stuff, there's a great fucking comic I just got turned on to called Die. Hmm. Oh, it's called D I E. Yes, like okay. the uh, singular dice. Okay. Um, or like, to kill. Well, yes, yeah. it's, okay. it's both. It's it's a double intended. That's confusing. But it's by uh, Kieran Cullen. I think his name is. You mean Macaulay Kier- Culkin? No, it's <laughs> Kieran Kieran Gillen. <laughs> Kieran Gillen, who wrote Wicked and the Divine. It is Jumanji meets it. Interesting. Oh, that I'm in. That sounds fun. Yeah. It's about a group of kids who in the 90s have these like magic dice set like for D&D and they get sucked into the game and then it flashes forward 25 years where I think it's six of them went in, but only five came out and they get pulled back. This is totally going to be a movie. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So I highly recommend people check that out. Uh, Art style is phenomenal too. Yeah. Is it a newer comic? Yeah, it just started running in January. So mm-hmm. there's only one volume out, but it's mm-hmm. really, really good. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Good recommendation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we segue, everyone hates it, but we love it. If you could like, share, subscribe this podcast, it really helps us out. Maybe if you could leave a review, tell your horror friend that is always bugging you about stuff, but doesn't that hasn't seen any of the Netflix movies, tell them to listen and then maybe they can have a more informed opinion. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, you're you, welcome. You know how easy yeah. it is? If you have an iPhone, you just click the Apple Podcasts button, the little purple button you probably already pressed to listen to this. Just scroll to the bottom. There, It's right there. You can just click the five-star mark, write a review, take you 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I know five it sounds stars. like when we pitch this, it sounds like we're going to send you a tote bag, but <laughs> we're, we're not. You know what? We are going to have in the future discussed. a random drawing for a prize for everyone who leaves us a review. So... I, I can't give any more details on that at this time, but start leaving reviews now. <laughs> All right. There's gold in them hills. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Anthony de Blasi's 2014 last shift. Last shift. So I have heard, I've heard of this movie from various things. I've seen it on various, you know, best horror movie lists you haven't seen. Best. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Lists of best horror movies you haven't seen. I've had multiple people recommend it to me. And I just want to open by saying that I fucking loved this movie. Like, I loved it so much. I agree with Rodney. Yeah, And Chris is shaking his head. I had never heard of this. I was kind of like, this looks kind of random and low budget. And I, like, I was not excited going into it. But I I loved it. I thought it was perfectly done. I thought they did so much with what they had. Like, I don't think they could have done any better of a job. Yeah. With the budget. Like, the acting was really good. It was, like, a tight story. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, what was the story? Okay, well, I'm glad you asked. Let's tell everyone about Last Shift. So, obviously, non-spoiler talk right now, but we'll get there later. Last Shift follows one character, 90% of the movie. She is a a rookie cop. Sergeant Lauren. Sergeant Lauren. Uh, Her last name's Lauren. Lauren, yes. And basically, on her first night on the job, it's to basically man this... It's like the last night this police station will be open because they've like changed. They've opened a new police station. Yeah, but there's all this evidence that they they need. They can't. They need to have it burned. So that she's waiting for the hazmat team to show up. Yeah, like to burn I, all this evidence. It's unclear what the evidence is. It's not important, but like it just needs to be thrown away because they're not going to move it to the new station. Right. But they so can't throw it in the trash. She shows up and like her commanding officer is that the term sergeant? Yeah. Whatever, yeah. You know, her boss is basically like, look. Your job is just to like sit in this empty building until this crew shows up at 4 a.m. And then like 
tomorrow morning we close this down and like all the 911 calls have been like rerouted to the new building so there'll be no one bothering you just make sure no one breaks in right Mm -hmm. and then he leaves and guess what the place (laughs) is fucking haunted and then like you know evil scary shit starts to happen and like at that point i don't know how we can talk about yeah we'll we'll talk about her dad was a cop as well and died on the job so like she's kind of just going through her memories as she's walking through and like finds her dad's old locker finds a picture of them in the locker and it's just there's kind of a lot of like memories associated with the job for her and she wants to make her dad proud so she's really excited to put on this uniform yeah and so she um you know again like most of the movie is is her in this building and like she's a great actress i thought she did such a good job yeah she's she's, like so insanely beautiful too i she is she a model maybe i don't know she's insanely beautiful i don't judge women on their appearance missy oh okay she was a great actress and that's Mm -hmm. what i think is most important here Mm -hmm. but it looks like they they rented i don't know what that's it i don't think that was actually a police station it felt like an office building or something yeah but you know like they put up some signs or like holding cells this way or whatever enough that i believe that this is an old uh an old facility and like a couple other characters show up throughout the film but mostly it's her in like quiet spaces but like yeah i think the first the first big scare of the movie is she goes into her like she goes into her dad's locker in like in the locker room and like looks at the photograph of her and her dad and then like when she looks up all the lockers are open yeah and I mean, you're like 10 minutes into the movie, maybe 15 minutes. And at this point, like, there's no way to explain how, like, 50 lockers have just mm-hmm. suddenly opened when you know they weren't open seconds ago. You have now entered the land of Rodney's, like, yeah. time to get out of here, yeah. right? You know what this reminded me of? Me and Rodney have both played a video game, Deadly Premonition. Oh, Didn't de- this remind you of that? I mean, a well, little bit. Like, they're in, a, they're in a police station for so many scenes and, like, you're, like, the lockers are opening and unopening and there's, like, there's, like, a darkness in the police station that, like, is it there? Is it not there? Yeah. I don't know, the whole, the whole movie I was thinking of that video game. I, I feel like it's, it's that and a bit of, like, Silent Hill as well, mm-hmm. like... A little bit of Resident Evil. You remember how she had to like get the three different puzzle pieces, put it together so that the statue opens? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, why don't you why don't you tell us what you thought what you thought? I thought it, it was fine. I thought she was good. I thought it was unfortunately a little flat because it's like I saw, you see the you know like oh we just got a cheap office building. That's not really what police stations look like. So, so it almost felt like hey this is like one of those like multi-level like we've rented out an office for different companies thing yeah it could be dunder mifflin yeah 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 um (laughs) i mean i didn't really buy that i thought like the whole conceit of like you need to stay here by yourself because the people are coming in the morning to like burn the evidence i was like uh it's a little weak like literally they wouldn't I don't know. It's just the one thing I didn't get was like, why do has my people work all night long? Like, why are they they're coming at four a.m. <laughs> right. I mean, even even that, it's just it. I just didn't buy the conceit. I thought she was pretty good. I I liked the B story of it's like, okay, you have this daughter who's following in her dad's footsteps. So you have that like nice conversation in the beginning with her mom, where her mom's nervous, understandably, like, hey, I don't want to lose you too. And then not to get into spoiler territory, but like where it goes, I was just like, what does this have to do with her? beef story of like trying to be like her dad none of this really congeals well like i thought there were some some decent scares but then there were a number of scares like like uh at one point there's this homeless guy who wanders in and he like pisses on the floor so she throws him in a holding cell and then she like the lights go out and she uh gets trapped in there with him and there's a great scare where she like loses her flashlight and the flashlight 
raises up in the darkness and points at her. And you're like, who is holding that? Because the, the homeless guy is unconscious at this point and tied up. And then it like does that like cliche low budget indie horror thing where the lights strobe. And then for a second, you see these like bloody nun women by her. And then it's over. It's just like pointless jump scares that don't really build to anything. Like, it's not that scary. It's just kind of like, hey, you're looking over here. Blah! Like, I, I can scare you if I just jump at you from around a corner. That's not a legitimate scare. That's not terrifying. You know uh, what I mean? I disagree, man. I don't think I think this movie is actually jump scare light in terms of like there's not a lot of scares that come from a loud noise like this. You're already in the middle of a scare sequence with the flashlight and like, yeah. though, I mean, like, yeah, I guess there's a noise when it, you see they're not bloody nuns, but they're like. I don't know, like women with bags over their heads that are women with bags over their heads with like uh, blood stars on them. When when I got to that scene, that's that's when I was like super excited for this movie. Like, I mean, I was already enjoying it immensely, but I mean, yeah, dude, she's like, yeah, the homeless guy. He's one of the few characters. He's barely he didn't need to be in it. I think think that storyline resolve in any way. No, but I mean, yeah, like there's this homeless guy and he's peeing out. Is he peeing out? No, no. In, in in the, the yeah, inside, field. like right inside the front door. Yeah. I mean, that's I think his purpose is to serve as a jump scare. She goes to investigate the noise, finds out it's a homeless guy. He pees on the floor and she's like, all right, throwing you in the fucking holding cell. And then later he's like kicking over the boxes of evidence that are all empty. Yeah. I mean, the homeless guy did not need to be in the movie, but. It 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 prevents the movie from getting a little stale, you know, like it gives her someone to interact with. Yeah, it's just like every every little bit we needed, like to introduce something. I, will, I think you guys liked it just because you played a video game that was better. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, this people people fucking love this. No, movie. I thought and this I'm, was tight I'm, and I'm, well done. Yeah, and I think they did a lot. Do you know what the budget was? It seemed like I oh, feel like they low. did a lot. It, it seemed with what very they had. low. Yeah, like, like under a million. I that's what I was. If they spent over a million dollars on this, I I would. I don't know. It'd be an equipment rental, you know, <laughs> somebody was pocketing some, um, first of all, the, it, it, I don't think they ever state like where we are. Like I, no. I, I there, well, I know I there's like a shot of a, of her car when she pulls up, but I forget what the license plate said, but it feels like you're in a very small town. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, like it makes sense that like, this is a small building. I buy that. Like, I just like, there's certain things you have to buy because of the budget, right? You have to say, this does not look like a standard police station. Yeah, I, but like, I would believe in middle America in a small town, I would believe it's just whatever building they had. Yeah, and like they they do straight up say like, that's the whole plot is we got a new police station, yeah. right? You never see that place, but like this is the old shitty police station. There's a new one. So like, I'm going to let that go. Like when she goes outside, you're like, there's like nothing around. It's just like, yeah. there's like a house across the street. So, the, you know, it's the local Yeah, sheriff's that didn't office. bother me. It didn't bother me. You know, the like, it just, it, it slowly built the dread in a really good way. The scene mm-hmm. with the lockers, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I just Yeah, I thought that was pretty good, but like You didn't love the flashlight scene. The flashlight scene the was flashlight so scene, fucking I think, dope. was the strongest part, but then it ended in that way where you thought it was going to go somewhere and then it was just, oh, we're going to do a real ki- quick like blast the lights on and there's something standing behind her. Lights go out and they're gone. And it's it, it doesn't mean anything like it's it's just a bunch of scary what's images what's with you in the meaning why does it even gotta mean something <laughs> because if you just want to fucking see scary shit i can go to youtube what is, what is, and watch people who've like filmed fan videos what does friday the 13th pasta. part six mean nothing it's a shitty movie the fuck you say <laughs> right? part six is beloved beloved chris yeah because it's goofy because it doesn't take itself seriously what, what about four what does four mean 
What does Halloween 2 mean? They're just, this is a movie about a madman. This is just a movie about a haunted police station. What are you talking about? The Halloween movies are about a young woman who's trying to define herself in the wake of family tragedy. No, dude. They're just, all right. Oh, my God. (laughs) But that's what the B plot is. This doesn't have a B plot. Yeah, about her dad. And she wants to. And what happens? Like, even even how scared she is, she wants to stick it out because she wants to be a good cop. She thinks that her dad would be proud of her if she stayed there, even though she was scared. She knows her dad must have been scared a lot of times on the force and she calls and tries to ask for help a few times and they're like um no like do you want to not be a police officer and she's like yes i uh, of course it's about the societal pressures on women uh, to f- be in male job roles that's what it's about and sure. she, and she's like i can prove that i'm just as good as my dad yeah and even though i'm scared and like, what would what would my dad do? He'd fucking tough it out. And yeah. I'll show all she's these- a strong woman. And we're watching her being slowly driven crazy and wanting to ask for help, but feeling like she can't because it'll mean that she can't do this job. Yeah, okay. it's it's, and I, I it's a commentary that. on pay, you know, pay inequality. inequality. Yeah, yeah, inequality. Yeah, that's what it's about, Chris. <laughs> there. Now, do you do you feel better? No, because it doesn't fulfill anything. It doesn't say anything about that. Yeah. It's just a young woman who's like, I need to doggedly do this, and then yeah, spoilers. It doesn't go well. Like it doesn't. It's a horror movie. Yeah, don't listen to Chris on this one. This movie's fucking great. Yeah. I, uh, did, did you watch it in the dark? Yeah, I did. Okay. If you like a goofy dress em up, a haunted house, uh, things where they like jump at the girl and then they're like, all right, I'm going to go take my coffee break. I'll see you in 10 minutes for another scare. Like this movie's for you. I'm going to say this. The one, the one giant black mark I have to give against the movie is that it take like the fact that she doesn't leave is really weird. It's like they, they come up with some reasons. I agree. But the, the part we keep talking about with the flashlight, which again, the moment the flashlight like lands on the homeless guy and you're like, if it's not the homeless guy and it's not her who's holding the flashlight, that that was so fucking terrifying. But then does she see the bloody women? No. It's behind they're behind her, right? But either but way, like doesn't she see the thing in the window? She definitely right. What's the thing in the window? It's um the the guy, the leader with the bag over here with oh, his yeah. tongue out with like the the blood so, star on his face. Well, to, yeah, you're right. Well, I forget when that happens, but I thought it was the same scene. Like it's one thing to say, hey, those Maybe she didn't see those things. Sure. It's one thing to say, hey, the locker doors opened. They're all badly oiled like well, i don't know how you but you're like whatever i can i, I can tough eventually it out. she thinks that she's being pranked because it's her first yeah. day and she's like okay oh, but that leads to the worst guess, scene in the whole movie but the the fact that like the flash like like a floating flashlight yeah. in a you know what i mean if it was if the three of us were here and the lights went out and a flashlight came on in your kitchen i'd be like i have to go now like i'm fucking terrified right yeah. it's the fact if it was that really happening to you though do you think that you would just be like well, I'm having a stroke or like I'm in the middle of like food, like a brain aneurysm. Or do you think that you would like, do you really think your first response would be that the, something is haunted? Yeah. Or do you think that like, oh, I'm going schizophrenic I'm or whatever? Like, but I don't it's know, not something. established that she has any like mental problems, you know? I know, but it has to start sometime. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great plot point when in like three fourths of the way through the movie, you're like, oh, the character's just schizophrenic and then we never come back to that. <laughs> all, all I mean to say is that like, Basically, she she ends up calling her boss, who you met at the beginning of the movie, and says, like, you know, like, hey, there's some weird shit going on here. And he basically is like, listen, like, if you fucking can't handle hanging out like in an empty police station for the night, you can't be a cop. Right. And I don't even know if he has the ability to just I guess he has the ability to fire her. But I'm like, okay, I get why she will stick around. And then later she basically gets locked in there by via supernatural forces. But all that shit happens way later than it should. Correct. So like basically it's it's. 
the order of the scare seems wrong. Like that flashlight scene should come later. Like that's so fucking terrifying that she should have left. There's yeah. no reason yeah. she shouldn't have left, right? Later, she turns to the like, are you guys pranking me? But at that point, what's happening in the movie yeah. is so beyond the realm of pranking. You know what I mean? I agree. And I just feel like they should, if they could just re-edit the order of those things so that like cabinets open, she calls her boss. He's like, don't be a fucking baby, right? Mm. Then you get to the flashlight scene and she tries to leave and now she's permanently locked in I feel there. like her first instinct should have been the pranking. Like the, yes. the, the locker is like, okay, is this a prank? Ha ha ha. And then calling the boss and then yeah. her trying to escape, but it's locked. So like, if you can just let go of the fact that she like the whole movie has to be this woman in a police station and like she's not going to voluntarily leave. If you can just eat that meal, yeah. you will enjoy this fucking movie unless mm-hmm. you're Chris. Unless well, you're Chris. Let's, let's talk about, okay, let's get into spoiler territory because yeah, I feel like we're dancing around stuff. To be fair, there's really nothing to spoil here except for the like the final two minutes of the film, yeah. right? But the, you know it's And this why mo- the place is haunted. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about all that right now. Let's so do if it. You want, if you want a, a scary, like, contained thriller... I it's not a thriller, dude. This is a well, fucking horror movie. Yeah, don't but, listen I mean, to Chris. Contained horror. There are fucking it's a great ghosts, movie. You demons, should watch it. There's fucking evil. It's a tight ninety minutes. You'll have fun. If you it's- want a contained horror movie, like one location with some interesting scares, check it out. Otherwise, I'm gonna fucking spoil the shit out of this garbage movie <laughs> for such a random <laughs> movie that no one's ever heard of. Like this was a good movie. Like this movie's oh, so gotta, good. Like uh, do those conditionals for a movie that's like kind of sucks. It's actually pretty good. No, first of all, this. I mean, dude- it didn't get like a theatrical release or anything, and. I am so excited. This guy has like four other feature films. Oh, in fact, I didn't even mention this. His, his, I believe his first feature is this movie called Dread. That is a. I've heard of that. That's supposed to be good. Dread's good. Dread is a adaptation of this Clive Barker short story. I'm a Ooh. huge Clive Barker fan. And it's basically the the short is about like a um basically this dude locks a vegetarian woman in a room with a raw piece of steak and basically says like. <laughs> I'll let you out when you eat it, right? That's and so she's, funny. And she's like, I'm not eating it. And he's like, then you're never getting out. And the longer she fights, the more the meat starts to rot, right? Oh. And so, like, her predicament gets worse and worse. So, and so it's like the going to the haunted house and I'm going to eat the dog food. Yeah. It out. Yeah. So you can see why I liked it. <laughs> so he expanded it. Obviously, the feature film has more. And it's basically about, like, a psychology student who starts putting various people in, like, situations they would dread. That's and, so interesting. It's Dread is a really good low-budget movie you haven't seen. And when I found out the same guy made this, I was like, I'm going I'm going to watch his entire film catalog. Have now. you? Yeah. I haven't yet. No. But Let's his most recent movie is about a woman who goes to an extreme haunted house. And really? Gets, yeah. According to IMDb. Um, it's out already? I believe so. I think it came out last year. Oh. So I, I don't know. This this guy, he's a really, really good director. Cool. In my book, based on two movies. <laughs> Chris, yeah, you can you can rant about spoilers now. Okay. So <laughs> Anthony, basically, Anthony de Blasi. Yeah, um, that's him. Uh, basically, the 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 rub is that there was like a Manson esque uh, cult was arrested. Most of the family was arrested, and they all committed ritualistic suicide in the police station and are do, doing a haunting. They're they're ghosts. Yeah, and her father was killed in the shootout mm-hmm. when they were like raiding the the cult farm or whatever. Yeah, they were killing all these girls, and they want they were told to wait for backup, but they wanted to try to save some of these girls if they could. That this Mantines family was murdering, so the two cops went in and were killed. Yeah, and I, I like this moment that she's getting these calls from one girl who's lost in the woods, and it turns out that she's one of the girls who was killed that night. Yes. Yeah, that I thought that, that was, was creepy. Good. That was really creepy. 
because um, she's like, "Yo, call nine one one," and the girl's like, "I forget if she says I am call because like she said she can only call uh, dial redial on her right. phone." So here, here's the scene where for me, I if I were on a bus, I'd be pulling the cord and like, please let me off at the next stop. I'm done. <laughs> it was when she right after she starts to think she's pranked, she then goes to the front door and sees there's another cop there. It's this guy who shows up and he's like, so here are the beats of the scene. He shows up, flirts with her extremely awkwardly. <laughs> then she's like. You know, I've got a lot of work to do. And he's like, really? You got a lot of work to do? And then he like harasses her into her being like, you know what? Why don't you stay? It'd be nice if you stay. And then he's like, actually, I wanted to tell you I was your dad's partner and some bullshit backstory thing. And then she's like, he's like, I have to go. And then he turns around and his head was blown out because he's a ghost. Oh. And I'm like, I was surprised by that. I was so hack, so garbage. The guy was not very good. I and was okay the, with it. The beats of the scene are, I'm a ghost, right? Okay, so here, here's the logic of the scene. I'm a ghost. I'm going to scare her. Nope, you're not going to scare her. I'm going to go and I'm going to flirt with her awkwardly. <laughs> and then I'm going to reveal like, hey, I have this like emotional revelation because about I your father. Because I don't think he knows well, he's dead. I think that's the, fine. I think Why the, ghost the fuck doesn't would you know flirt with somebody if you're going to make an emotional revelation? The character doesn't make sense. It's poorly written. You don't know that he's a ghost. He could be like an evil manifestation. That's like, fine. It's dumb then. I disagree. I thought that was... For a, a really I, I think good he might, scene. I think he's a ghost that doesn't know he's dead and thinks that he's still a police officer. And she's really pretty. I'd flirt with her too. Like, yeah, I was flirting flirt with her. With your partner, like a police partnership, is supposed to be like blood brothers. Yeah, that's that, the, the but, daughter. But they're not partners. That's his, her dad. She's really yeah. hot. That's <laughs> fucked up, Missy. <laughs> Missy, did you find the lead actress attractive? Yeah. It's been unclear. She's, she's very gorgeous. I actually pulled up her uh, IMDb page. It says that she's... Oh, wait, where is she? Hold on. Just You got to hear this list. Okay. Juliana Harkavi. Dominican, Russian, African, Chinese, and Hungarian. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a real positive mark for diversity yeah they got everyone in this movie and only had, and only had one person in it. if you blend all those people together you get the most gorgeous human being i guess so for me like look if, if she's just in the fucking station and like the scares just keep ramping and ramping and ramping there is a point where you like run screaming out yeah. into the night but that when that cop shows up it's like a, an excellent way to break up the tension yeah oh thank god there's another person here i'm not going like i'm not going crazy like blah, yeah blah, blah. and then he he's the one who tells her like he's like do you know why they're moving police stations right. it's because like all kinds of freaky shit has been happening here mm -hmm. right it's just one of those things that like horror in, in 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 this kind of movie when the character is alone you the viewer are on edge because you're like you feel alone too but as soon as another cop shows up your movie brain says Nothing bad yeah, can we're happen. Safe. We we're are safe. safe. Now. It's like a safe zone, right? Mm -hmm. We've reached a safe point. Like in Resident Evil, you get in the fucking save room and you're like, no zombies are coming in here, right? And so they're talking. You're like, I don't need to feel scared in this moment. And then he turns around and his fucking head is like blown out. And you realize the fucking police station has been fucking with her this whole time. Like, or whoever is behind it, whether it's mm -hmm. a ghost or as is you later find out. Paimon, right? Paymons, I think. Paymon. Uh, yeah, the, it's a ties in with hereditary. Yeah, which I was like when basically the cult you find out that killed themselves, they were trying to like resurrect or they were a cult <gasps> worshiping. Oh! 
Payman, the King of Hell. And I was like, Payman, the King of Hell. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was the same name. The, That's cool. The same, the same King of Hell from Hereditary. Right. Okay. Let me tell you one of the things I think this movie does really well. It's the use of lighting, right? The way all the main hallways and like whatever room she's in are like bright uh, fluorescent lights, mm -hmm. but all the like the whatever the office spaces, like the doorways, are pitch black. Right. That's true. So it creates this sense of like intense edge of your seat dread because at least for me, I was sitting there like, what is in those dark rooms? What's right. going to come rushing out of one of those rooms every time she walks by one? And so even in the like, quote unquote, non scary scenes where she's just walking around, you're already there's that fear of the dark thing happening. And you're like, man, as long as she stays in the, in the fluorescent area, she'll be fine. But what happens if all those lights go out? That's and, very true. And so there's there are multiple sequences, yeah, where the lights go out and it's like, you're like, it's just fucking terrifying for me and mm -hmm. everyone else who, who watched it except Chris. I know, yeah. <laughs> One thing it has a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which is like a two. They're wrong. What do you mean it's like a two? It's a 5.8. No, <laughs> on IMDb, the scale goes from like four to eight. <laughs> no, I look, I saw the 5.8 as well. And um, I don't know, like... I. I, there are clearly people who are, I think this is made for certain people. Yeah. Like I, other people are not going to like it. That's what that says that about half the people like it and about half don't like it. You know, like I, I can't speak to the IMDB rating system. You're right. It does not have a gigantic score. And yet all I do is fucking watch horror movies and come <laughs> on here and talk about them. And I don't even, there's movies I watch that I don't, we don't even discuss on here. Yeah. And this is one of the best fucking things I have watched in a long time. I was watching it with my wife and she literally couldn't watch it anymore. Really? Like, she's like, we, she, as we, she was on, you know, uh -huh. last week and we talked about how she's become conditioned to like a lot of stuff and she's enjoys horror movies. She literally had to just like get out her laptop and like, oh my like gosh. go on Facebook while I was watching it. Cause she was just so terrified of That's this movie. That's awesome. And I was like, yeah, um, I, I fucking loved that. Like, you know, like Paymon, Payman, whatever the yeah. king of hell he, he's like he's not really in the movie but you see him a couple times right like he shows up well he's the cult leader is he the cult leader is he like possessed I, by no, him no that was the leader of the family the, the cult Payment. yeah the, I thought the family was called the but payments he, but he had like pointy teeth yeah but you can well, do yeah, that I think he they do that before you put on crowns they file it on your teeth little well, I thought it was that like, like that. in death he was like oh. uh, you know gripped by the demon or some shit oh that's possible I want to see his teeth before he died because people just do that to be scary yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I, I I thought there was like a shot of him earlier in the film looking normal. Oh. Yeah. So I think it's like he has like a demon form after he's dead. Fair enough. Chris, you you were saying. I just I I find it I find it kind of goofy. Like it's just yeah okay like it's a it's a murder cult that committed suicide and it's haunting the place and yeah I but wasn't like, legitimately scared at any point. I mean that's what it comes down to. You you weren't scared, but like this this kind of movie has only one purpose, right? Like this kind of movie is not, it's kind of like watching The Conjuring and at the end when it's revealed that like it was a witch that died on the property. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't give a shit. Like, right. who, yeah. you know, like who gives a shit what the reason is? The right. the reason you came is to feel fear, yeah. to feel those scenes of people, you know, fucking like walking down hallways slowly and yeah, creepy yeah. bag women jumping out of yeah. darkness, right? And this movie does that so well. And just, I just don't agree. I mean, it felt like the the scenes, the scenes, um, you know what part of it was? It was the, like the tone that was set, like when she goes out back and she finds that prostitute who's smoking mm -hmm. or when she has interaction with her, the, the ghost partner. It felt like everything was like, I, I feel like as a writer, I see 
how it was written of like, we want the scene to end in X. And he like backfilled the scene from that. But it didn't feel like the prostitute, like when she meets the prostitute, the first thing she says is like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, there's a police station. She's like, no, the police station's down the street. Anyway, here's an expo dump about how this used to be a police station. It's like, she wouldn't talk like that. It just feels weird. I, think she, I mean, I, again, the prostitute is in that one scene and her job, again, is to break up the momentum. Like, you know, it's like the same reason like Sandra Bullock yeah, you like, feel talks in to herself again. in Gravity. You know, it's uh-huh. like, sure. But so, I'm just saying that like you, when that dialogue is written poorly mm-hmm. or it just feels like this is a mandatory expo dump, I see the craft and it takes me out of the story. That's fair. I'm not I'm not giving this this movie points for like a, the tightly written narrative or the characters like you're right like the main character i can i can tell you some bullshit about how she wants to step into her father's <laughs> shoes and shit but she's really just like a woman in a haunted house yeah. for, for yeah. a movie right she's a body waiting to be killed every character in this movie basically has the job to like tell you the viewer some shit the prostitute yeah she's like did you know there was a cult that all killed themselves in their holding cells? And she's like, I didn't know that. And I'm like, I didn't know that either. And then the movie's like, let's carry on. Back in, like, prostitute I think leave. that is scary, though. I think a cult killing themselves that, like, I don't know, maybe it's like the person, that, like, growing up Catholic, but, like, you're raised to be really scared of the devil. And they're telling you that there's something way more evil than the devil. Like, the devil's actually not even that bad. He's doing what God wants by punishing the sinners and there is someone truly evil that they're trying to awaken. Like, I don't know. There's something like the little, re- I don't know, religious hmm. roots in me. were very scared by that. <laughs> so if you were raised Catholic, maybe you'll like this movie. <laughs> yeah. May- I mean, I was raised Catholic. I but, was not. But like, maybe that's why, like in general, like haunted place movie, any kind of ghost movie, those, those creep me out the most. Right. Like I'm not scared by like a madman with a knife. I mean, I, I would be, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't scare me, but like, if there's supernatural things that are just like in the darkness that just can appear at random, like you have no way to fight those or whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it's psychologically, it's the thing for me. Right. So these kind of movies are my, are my, are the most scary to me. Right. Like my, like slashers are my favorite genre of horror, but haunted place is, is by far the scary. Huh. It's the one that gets to me. I, I think that's actually interesting. Cause for me, it's like, if you say this is a supernatural force that you can do nothing about, I kind of like sit back and fold my arms because it's like, oh, the character can't do anything. So they're just going to die. Like, you know what I mean? It's like there's nothing there's no roadmap for the character to counter it. So then therefore everything is futile. So it's well, like, but there could be yeah, depends, they, it's like a the puzzle movie. they have to figure out. Yeah, How do you stop this thing? Yeah. But there's no there's no puzzle in this. Oh, no, not in this. Movie, not in no. this one, but there could be, you know, the only the only puzzle, you know, I will say backing up. The, the phone call she gets from the screaming girl, right? Yeah. I guess maybe that's why she sticks around. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. a good point. It's like the like this girl calls and she's like, please help me. They have me captive. They're going to kill me. And again, she's like, call 911. And she's like, this is the only number I can call. And so she calls the new police stations like, yo, this, this, this there's this kidnapped girl who called here and like, I'm trying to help her. And every like 10 minutes in the movie, the phone rings again and it's her. And so, yeah, I guess the reason she doesn't leave is she's like, this is the only place this girl can call. Yeah. I don't know what she thinks she's going to. I know she's a, a cop and like she wants to help someone. But like if someone just calls you and they're like, I'm trapped in a dark barn and they're going to kill me. I'd be like, like, get out, like run. Like I. Well, that's what she says. Yeah, she does say that. Yeah. I think you would feel the need to want to be there for this person so they're not dying alone and feel like they've been abandoned by the police. Just as like a woman to woman. 
you know? Yeah, that's yeah, valid. Yeah, valid. So but yeah, I feel like and again, like at one point she does say, like, I'm just going to go sit in my squad car. Right. Yeah. She's like, that's what that's what I was thinking. Like 20 minutes in, I was like, look, I know you can't like leave, but maybe you should just sit out on the porch yeah. on like the steps yeah. and just like wait till morning comes. Right. <laughs> but about halfway through the movie, she does like tries the door and they're locked and she like pulls out her gun and tries to shoot the glass. Yeah. And like they just like absorb the bullets. And at mm-hmm. that point, it's like you're not going anywhere. It's on. Yeah. Yeah. You are fucking trapped in here. And from that point forward, I can't actually remember the the order of things because Chris, you're right. It does sort. It is just sort of like a bunch of spooky shit happening. Lights going out and like demon faces, and then you find out that like oh, some of the cult is still alive, and they're coming for her. Yeah, one of Payman's girlfriends shows up and is like, he why didn't he take me with him that night? It's the one year anniversary, so I think that he's you know st- he's haunting the place, isn't he? And so she kills herself to try to be with Payman. Yeah. But did that really happen or was that like a ghost Oh, I thought also? that really happened. I thought that happened. I don't know. Because I mean, you, that's part of the thing, though, is that, I like, thought that in happened. the end. It's unclear in the end what we are supposed I to believe. I thought that happened. It seemed like that happened. She's saying was she like, wasn't there that night. Like, she okay. literally had and, her gun. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. But, uh... But, I mean, if the ghost can open doors, like, and can lift up a flashlight, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, I do not believe that this is one of those, like, it was all She clearly head. wasn't one of the four people that killed themselves in their cell. Okay, fair night. enough. So, so yeah, the, the rest of the cult is out there, and one of them does break in and then kills herself. Yeah, because um, she wants to be with her, her boyfriend. I just I just liked, I liked the gore effects. It's I mean, it's not, it's not like a gory movie, but, like, it's got some creepy, bloody shit. Yeah, lots of, like, the satanic stars all over everything. Like, uh, that's creepy, yeah. bloody. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, boys, they got satanic stars all over the joint. You want to be a satanic star? Um, It it just, I don't know. It just reminded me of Silent Hill. Like, it reminded me of that and a little bit of Hellraiser. And I mean, yeah. The one thing that did bother me, I don't know if you guys noticed that maybe it was just my TV, but like the sound mixing or whatever, it was like so loud and then quiet and I couldn't hear what they were saying in a lot of scenes. So I had to turn the subtitles on. I did not have that problem. No. Really? Maybe it was my TV then. Yeah, it could be. it's funny, like sound can sometimes get really fucked up because okay. they usually mix it to just stereo. Okay. But sometimes when you have a more complicated sound system, it just like fucks up where oh, it goes. Okay. Because every time she answered the phone, I couldn't hear anything anyone on the phone. Was Maybe you don't need all 80 of these speakers. <laughs> um, we'll tell my husband that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a fucking rock concert. This is like his thing. He's gets so excited talking about i got 41.1 surround sound (laughs) 41.1 41 speakers and one subwoofer yeah you only need one subwoofer (laughs) 41.7 like look the minute you start this movie yeah your first thoughts are like this is low budget this is an indie like this it even it doesn't even necessarily look that there's a certain like a i don't call it like a graininess to the film quality like it looks a little I don't know, not yeah. slick, the opposite of slick, you know? But I, I thought that, I like that. Yeah, actually. that's, that's, but like, once it got to the ghost shit, I was just, I was just in. Yeah. Um, I think I gave it a few passes because you could tell it was low budget. And I was like, they're trying so hard. Go yeah. them. Like, I think that's, that's, I'm willing to, I'm willing to just yeah. wave my hand and say like, I get it, low budget, you know? And, and Chris, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you didn't like it. I really thought. I know, I'm, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really have much else to say on this movie i I, I will say as with anything it feels like 
I came in like not liking it, and then hearing what you guys liked, I'm like, okay, those were good parts. Mm-hmm. So I've like and gravitated the towards the center. Out that's like wrong with it. Like I agree with you as well. Like I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Any of the stuff you're talking about. I mean, and then the ending there's a big twist. Oh yeah, let's talk about the ending. Yeah. Uh, so at uh, the, yeah, but it seems like the cult is breaking in. So yes. she shoots these cult members. Yeah. She's not sure how many remaining members there are, but a yeah. bunch of people break in. And then she gets shot because Twist, the haunted police station was making her think that the cult members they were cult members they were actually the burn crew to clean up the evidence yeah the hazmat crew that was showing up to take all the evidence right and so her boss from the beginning of the film he basically shows up and shoots her and from his perspective it's like this fucking new rookie went insane and murdered like two or three hazmat people yeah and and it ends with her like bleeding out on the floor and you see like the the ghosts of the evil cult like leaning down in front of her implying that like she will now i assume also become her soul yep. will become a part of the haunted police exactly. station and she like before any of them like as they're breaking in she sees the ghost of her father and he's like you need to protect this place you need to do what's right and protect it okay you can do this and so she's doing this for her dad yeah i uh like i, I didn't think the movie needed a twist is it a twist it's a it's a, yeah, twi- it's a, it's a twist, twist. It's a twist. like it feels like the right ending for this kind of movie. Yeah. I mean, like, like yeah, we, we can never tell who's a ghost and who's real. And yeah, it's know? like the police station claims yet one more victim, you mm-hmm. know? And it's one of those endings where it's just like, now the credits roll. Like, I, I liked it. I yeah. thought it was a, yeah. I didn't see it coming, but it made sense. I, yeah. Uh, my Which wife. Is what a twist should be. Exactly. My wife did. The, she, I was like, how could you see that coming? And she's like, the minute they were like, there's a hazmat crew coming at 4 a.m., she's going to go crazy and think there's someone else and shoot him. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought like, she would be dead before the hazmat crew ever showed up. Yeah. I thought the hazmat crew was just there to be like, here's why you need to stay here. That's what 4 I thought so too. There was just a premise for why she's. I didn't there. think we would ever see the hazmat Same. crew. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like. Chris, you're you're I I get where you're coming from. I do. This this is not a deep movie. It's not really about anything. You're right. But neither is like that other movie I mentioned, The House is October Built, or like Hell House LLC, or even a lot of horror movies. That's the thing. Like not every movie is The Shining. It's like some movies are literally like just like here's a simple idea to to scare you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I wouldn't mind. It's just that we like live in this world where there is so much shit to sift through. There's so much good shit out there that I'm not watching that it's like, yeah, it's it's yeah. You made a decent horror movie that doesn't say anything. Cool. Like, eh. I guess I don't need everything I'm watching to say something. Yeah. I mean, I like I, I could have been watching Succession or I could have been watching. Like, that doesn't look I guess, that good even. Right? It's actually pretty decent. Really? Okay. It's not mind blowing. It feels like it's 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 great actors just eating the scenery. Is it saying something? Yeah. Okay. It's about power. <laughs> I guess ultimately I just I just want to feel fear. Right. I enjoy that sensation. Yes. And, and I would this, forgive it if I felt fear, but I didn't and, personally. And that's 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 I think the ultimate difference yeah. here is that like this movie caused me to be on the edge. I was of my creeped seat. out. I, yeah, was, I was into it. Yes, I was creeped out. I was into the movie to the point that like my little sheet of black mark stickers, I barely touched them. I was Do like, you really have that? Yeah, I, movie? yeah. It it makes it hard to watch movies because my TV screen is filled with black stickers, <laughs> so I, I couldn't actually see what was going on. I don't know if you're like, I don't know, like <laughs> tattooing little marks in your arm while you're watching I carve, it. Like... I carve a mark into my arm every time a movie has a bad plot point. <laughs> so uh, let me let me say this. I think it's interesting um, because I actually did find it creepy in the beginning. The anticipation. I think they showed their hand too soon. 
And mm. when you like show the monster, show the ghosts, they, they front loaded it a bit much. So then it, it kind of deflated the balloon for me. I completely agree with that statement. Yeah. If it's, it's a little too heavy up front in that they're like very quickly do you you find out about the cult the king of hell exactly what they look like you see the fucking bloody bag women yeah like all that shit feels more like it should be like third act kind of stuff yeah but be yeah so again there's too much of that up front and that was the one black mark that i'm giving it but again i was like that's that's why it's just a reordering thing yeah yeah i get it but for me i think it it made it so like i was tense and afraid and then as soon as i saw it it was just gone i wasn't scared anymore would it have been different if like the movie opened with her boss being like welcome to the police station you know like just so you know like you you might not know this but this is where that cult killed themselves people say it's haunted but no i don't buy that shit you're gonna stay here for the whole night and then he left would that have changed it for you if we just got all that shit out in the first three minutes um well no because it's not about the expo it's about how it was delivered and how the characters who delivered them were written okay i kind of like not knowing it up front yeah you don't know what's going on i think you're like what's going on here this is prescriptive and it is a lateral move but you could tease it of like yeah you've probably heard rumors they're not true and you're like what rumors yeah yeah yeah. i think it's scary enough just for like a woman being in a strange building alone all night like that sounds fucking terrifying yeah i mean um yeah i mean it, it is sort of the same basic scare like you know like the part with the the file cabinets is sort of just like a retread of the the locker scene yeah. you know like yeah. things moving like, when they're like doing as much as they could with what they have yeah, yeah. It, well but i i actually like those scenes because if you've ever like been at like an office by yourself late at night yeah and you just hear something and you're like wait was was that there yeah it does you can mind fuck yourself an office mm-hmm. at night is very scary because mm-hmm. you're the only person there and uh I don't know. I, I liked all that. And I didn't have a problem with the cop flirting with her or whatever. Cause I just, it, just thought... it didn't feel authentic because it just didn't read to me how that character would approach her. How would he approach her? Well, one, Maybe he had been seeing pictures of her when her dad, like her dad I don't know like, how she he... would not know him. First of all. Oh, that's a valid point. I mean, you know, yeah. you're in this small town and your dad's a cop. Like, unless you're like, I moved here after my dad died to become a cop. I don't know. Like it, it just the whole thing rang false to me. I, uh, it, it just to me, it made sense because like she keeps calling the real police station to be like, yo, this girl keeps calling. Yeah. And so it only makes sense that a cop shows up yeah. and he's like, yo, what's going on over here? What's going on? Are you okay? You know, and yeah. like, and I, that when he turned around, his head was fucking like blown out in the back. I was like, oh, bravo. Yeah. I am yeah. so fucking creeped out. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. I'm and neither will you because you listen to it. um or you will see it coming sorry unless you've watched it yeah before we started talking about spoilers um but anyway i i i've been very clear i highly recommend this movie i think this is one of my favorite films we have reviewed to date on this podcast i recommend it as well i was not expecting to like it and one of my favorites as well it's a movie (laughs) all right so uh anything else anyone wants to say on this no so thank you for listening join us next week when we are talking about lake mungo Woo! all right everyone thanks a lot bye bye hey thanks for listening to the episode if you could uh, like subscribe and share this episode that'd be great and also if you could leave a review on itunes it really helps us out helps us get discovered by other people if you want to share your feedback with us we can be reached at podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com yeah